something to believe Maybe it's God for you Maybe you think that everything's a lie Lord, I hope that isn't true Some folks live personal wealth That'll lose you forever a coin Some folks just believe in themselves And they carry it in their growth we all need something to believe. Hello everyone, I'm Jeff Benda, and you're listening to the Fargo Catholic Podcast. A few years back, while I was working at Holy Spirit Church in North Fargo, a mom of one of our third graders, who had just received First Communion and Confirmation, came up to me and shared this beautiful story. She said, I got up early at 6 a.m. to start cleaning and cooking for all the family who would be coming over after the Mass. We were going to have a party for our daughter. And I went to sneak into her room to get the dress to make sure it was hung up and clean and looking nice. Well, the mom goes in the room at 6 in the morning, and there is her daughter, wide awake, lying on her bed, wearing the white dress. Her mom asks her, Honey, why are you up so early? And why are you wearing your dress already? And the daughter answered, Mom, I'm going to receive Jesus today. I was so touched by that story. My own daughter, Lucia, is three years old, and she's about to start the Little Deacons program at Holy Spirit Catholic School. She is so excited. She talks about it every day, and I can't wait for her to become one of those little kids who I've worked with over the years, those four, five, and six-year-olds whose hearts are so open to God, just like that little girl. Their faith, they can touch it. It's so real for them. Kids at my daughter's age and a little older are just so open to the ordinary. Just a couple of days ago, I went to water the garden. It was close to 8 o'clock at night and my daughter Lucia's bedtime. I went outside and Lucia followed me out to the backyard and asked to help me. So we go over and I help her turn the handle to turn the water on. And so the sprinkler starts up on the other side of the yard where the garden is. And she squeals at the sight of it and runs over there and stands right next to the sprinkler and gets soaking wet. And at first I yelled, no, because I didn't want her getting all wet right before bedtime. But then I just stood there in awe of how happy she was, how much joy, I mean true joy, she was experiencing just by getting splashed by water. Kids at that age are so open to the ordinary. They can see the beauty in the ordinary. Now, Jesus tells us these next three weeks in a row in the gospel readings that he is the bread of life. This whole month of August, we're going to hear him talk about eating my flesh and drinking my blood. And unless you do, you shall have no life within me. And at this point, many of his disciples would walk away. They couldn't take it. How can we eat your flesh? How can we drink your blood? And Jesus didn't correct them and say, Oh, no, 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 no. It's okay. It's just a symbol. He said it at the Last Supper. This is my body. This is my blood. The real presence 
is what we call it in our Catholic faith. Many of our other Protestant brothers and sisters don't believe in the real presence. But we as Catholics, since the very beginning, have believed in the real presence because that is what Jesus himself taught us. It's really him. It's his real presence we receive at the Holy Mass. And we see in these readings that Jesus clearly ties it in with the manna that the Israelites who were traveling from Egypt to the Promised Land received. We hear in Exodus 16 about how God sent them bread from heaven, like dew that turned to flakes they could gather and eat. The manna from heaven. Jesus also ties it in with the Passover. He's the new Passover. He tells us, I am the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And I think there's one more, at least one more. If you look at the host and the chalice at Mass, it's so simple. I think that's one of the greatest lessons I've received in my 15 years in youth ministry. When I look at my own life and my own relationship with Jesus, I'd like all of you listeners to this podcast to look at your own life. How would you describe your own relationship with Jesus in the Eucharist? And don't worry if you can't come up with theological terms. Many of the greatest minds and greatest theologians have tried to describe it. How can this be? That it looks like bread, but it's really his body. That it looks like wine, but it's really his blood. I mean, what can we really say about that? None of the greatest minds and great theologians have ever been able to say that they completely understand it. Because none of us are God. So when you describe your own relationship with Jesus in the Eucharist, it can be as easy as, I just know I want to receive him. I just know that something special is happening. I just know. I just know he's really there. And I think it goes back to what I said earlier when I shared the story of the little girl who received her first communion. Or my own daughter, who got so excited about the water from the sprinkler. It can be so simple. Maybe you've tried this yourself. You've sat there in the pew or knelt there in the pew, and you're trying desperately to feel it more. Lord, please help me to feel it more that you're there. Make something happen. Make something happen that will make my heart and my mind really know that you're there. But I have to catch myself when I do that because I'm always reminded of Herod. When Jesus was arrested and was taken to Pontius Pilate and Pilate, realizing Jesus is a Galilean, sends him to Herod. And Herod was thrilled. I mean, he had heard about Jesus. Remember, Herod had John the Baptist beheaded. And he had heard about all the miracles Jesus had performed. So when Jesus was brought before Herod, Herod said, Jesus, entertain me, impress me, make me wowed. But Jesus doesn't do that. We ourselves can't ask that. Otherwise, we'll be like Herod. Jesus wants to be there for us in a simple way. He wants us to be able to see the beauty in the simple in the ordinary. This is something that I really have prayed with Jesus about since Melissa and I received Lucia in our family. To see the beauty in the ordinary. 
So let's pray. As we continue these next couple of weeks, we're going to hear in the gospel readings Jesus telling us he is the bread of life. So let's pray for the grace that we'll have open hearts to Jesus like those little kids, not to miss him because he's everywhere.